My name's Ollie Peart. And I'm Tim Warwood. And this is the APRA. Olympic Day Special, number 15. Day 15. 15? 15 days? I had so much sleep last night. Uh, sorry to rub Did it in you? your face, but uh, yeah, yeah, I was in bed by twenty to nine, and I've only got up. Wow, fifteen minutes ago. Tim, as the Olympic caretakers stand impatiently on the sidelines, waiting to sweep away the debris for yet another four years, and the curling fans set their timers for four hours thirty-two minutes until they are no longer curling fans. Me and Tim popped into our log cabin podcast studio for the penultimate Epray Winter Olympic Special! Oh, 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 special, 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 special. Yeah, good man. Really good. Um finished, haven't we? Me and Big Eddie, the Olympic stint done. Had we've had a tearful goodbye this morning. Oh, that's cute. We embraced for slightly too long. Oh, what were the uh, what was the fuel for the tears? Do you think just tiredness or genuine love and affection? Relief, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, we've had to. We obviously we've lived in each other's pockets for two weeks. Um, we mm. lived together as well. Cooked, ate, slept, commentated, done everything together for two weeks, and it's surprising. And I. I do keep in touch with Ed. We are very good mates. He's one of my one of my oldest, closest friends that I have. Um, but it's not a I'll call him up once a week kind of mate. It, it, it's funny how we can live with each other for two weeks solid, spend every minute of every day together solidly for two weeks, and yet still remain very close friends. It's quite a quite a skill. But we've both got ridiculous senses of humour, so it's. Um, no, it's good. We didn't really cry. We didn't really cry goodbye. But um, well, he's left me with loads part. of food. He's left me with loads of food in the house and a dirty saucepan. Oh well, that's like a real married couple, isn't it? That's good. Yeah, and I did already did all the washing up, and now I've had to. Now I'm going to have to do this washing up as well. Well, that's that's not a bad thing. Well, it, you know, once again, your uh, your commentary, both of your commentary, has captured people's imagination. I saw that the <laughs> BBC decided to take some of your snowboard commentary and overlay it on the curling, which was a great idea. I thoroughly enjoyed oh, yeah. that. So, you know, you'll, you'll be back in, in another four years' time, and I expect you'll be back for the Summer Games as well, commentating on the, the action sports. Action sports arena. Well, I'm going to... I've got to go in in a minute. I'm going in to go on Hazel sh- Hazel's show, so I'm going to go and talk about mm. the final... Uh, event that I was a part of which was the skiing and I of course will go via the boss's desk on the way out and wrap my knuckles on it and say book me for two years or else yeah because that's what Woolwood's like that he just he just does that he demands I basically mean leave him a bottle of wine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a bottle of wine goes a long way at the BBC I think because um, you are we, we're you know we're having to be quite quick because because Hazel Irvine is you know I mean, we don't want to keep her waiting. She she just lose her shit. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you know we're coming to come to the end of this this run of our daily specials. So I feel like we, we it's appropriate to set you a challenge when you're on a Hazel Irvine, and I will be watching and inspecting to make sure that you fulfil okay. that 
and we will come back tomorrow and just see if you do it. You have to say the apre. You have to say it because you we set this oh, challenge man. early on in this series that for you to just say we did, apre, didn't we? and you didn't do it. Now, how do you feel yeah. about accepting that challenge? Is the challenge accepted? One hundred percent accepted. Yeah. Okay. If she asks me a question, I think she's going to ask me. Then I know how I can perfectly get it in. All right. Okay. Good. I mean, I quite I'm not like even the joking. Idea you just... I'm not even joking. Stop the press right now. Stop the press. Go on. I'm looking out of the window. Uh, let me set the scene. I'm in yeah. Salford in Manchester, but I'm in a massive high-rise apartment block that was very nearly toppled by Storm Eustace last night. It was genuinely rocking side to side. I was absolutely terrified. It was like being in an earthquake. Um, so I'm really, really high up. You, you, what did I say? Eugene. And uh, basically, I'm looking out the window now this morning, and there's, there's snow on the hills. I can see snow. That's amazing. Well, up there, Tim. Grab your board. Off you go. I can't. I've got to go see Hazel Irfin, haven't I? I've got to go see Hazel. Go and see Hazel. Yeah. Again, don't want to keep her waiting. She'd lose her shit. Hey, Tim. um, We've had a question on Instagram for you. Um, I've been enjoying the questions. You can can get in your questions at any time, by the way, at the Pod on Instagram. We do check them as much as possible. It filters people somehow. I don't really know how it does that. It kind of puts them in 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 general or requests. So I have to keep reminding myself to oh, yeah. look in requests whenever we get a question. Ooh, okay. But I will endeavour to yeah. uh, get to all of your questions. This one from Tristan Brooks. And he says, Hi, loving the pod. Managed to catch up on all the episodes as I'm off work isolating. I hope you're all right, Tristan. That Legend. Anyway, question for Tim. Do you think there's scope for a new freestyle event at the next Olympics that covers more skill sets, such as freestyle triathlon, e.g. slope, big air and pipe as a single event? Or is that getting silly? So he's like saying, yeah, exactly that. Could you have like, uh, what's, what's it in the summer games? The heptathlon, you know, you've got multiple disciplines, but combined as a single event. Can you see that as something where it's a single, you know, it is a one thing, there's one medal for all three of those events? Do, do, were we not talking about this? Because I, I feel know, like we've we? already had this conversation, me and you. Um, Maybe. We, I don't remember. How rad would that be, though? How rad would that be? Exactly like a triathlon of free sports. So you've got to get somebody that can ride in the pipe, shoot those air rifle guns, do the, <laughs> the ski jump... <laughs> Now, that would be sick, wouldn't it? it would, so you're actually yeah. crowning the all-round top snow sports dude. I think what he means is, is, is not like someone's going into the half pipe and then, like, when they're at the peak of their jump, they just they have to fire a gun at a target. What I think he's saying is that, like, there are people that might be... They're very, very good, but they're not the best at that discipline. But actually, across all three, so uh, big air slope style and half pipe actually they would stand a chance in a field of sort of people that are kind of all right at each of those at, at nabbing a gold medal in the same yeah. way that in the heptathlon or whatever jessica ennis isn't the fastest hundred meter runner but she's the fastest in the heptathlon do you know what i mean i don't even know if she does heptathlon but that kind of thing do you think that do you think that's something that would ever happen do you think that even people would want that they'd look really lame though wouldn't it like the the, the events would look really lame because that's the you say Jess Ennis isn't very fast at 100 meters. 
she would still be 98% of the UK's population at a 100-meter race. It's still like 13 seconds or, or 12 seconds. You know, she can still lob a javelin like a caveman, can't she? So those events look good. Whereas, essentially, if you got somebody that was really good at, say, ski jumping, they would look like me or you riding through the halfpipe. And it would, be, it would look really unspectacular. But, but I suppose that is, that look, is the question, isn't it? crap, wouldn't it? Well, that is the question. Are there riders that actually, they can, like, cross... It, those disciplines quite well so well I mean, it, yes it used to be and it used to be and it, it's it was only i mean two olympics ago then it was two olympics ago that you had skiers competing in both half, half pipe and slope style and in fact going into sochi sean white tried to compete in both slope style and half pipe but such is the level now you can't do it if you if you genuinely want to compete now don't get me wrong you can get you can get riders that can do both, but that would, they'd never trouble the top 10. So say Stale Sandback in snowboarding, he's really good at slope style, and he'd be, he'd be okay in half pipe, but he would never trouble the top 10. So yes and no, yes and no. I think you just make it a bit more spectacular. And in fact, we'll save this for another podcast. We're going to get Ed Lee on for a proper special again. But um, he, he has, has got an amazing idea to create the world's most all-round snowboarder. So actually what you'd do is you'd go to Alaska for Big Mountain, then you'd go to Helsinki for a rail session, then you'd go to Lax for the halfpipe. And by doing that and taking all these snowboarders to all these amazing meccas of, of that particular discipline, you could then crown an overall snowboard world champion. Good at everything. I thought you were going to be like... Um... Uh, he's he's going to like create a Frankenstein snowboarder, so he'd like take the legs of Max Paro <laughs> and then like the, the arms of I don't know Sven Thorgren or something, and then like you know stitch them all together to make the ultimate snowboarder. That would be fun, but you'd be done for murder because you'd have to kill them first. So don't do that. Yep. <laughs> So while we were sleeping, while we were sleeping, what did we miss, Tim? And by the way, I was sleeping a lot. Oh, I can't believe you slept a lot. I had seven hours yesterday. I did pretty good. Um, So last night, really fun. It was the men's skiing halfpipe finals, uh, an event which had so much promise. But actually, do you know what? Um, It it was a bit of a shame because it, 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 the weather ruined it. Loads of wind. Oh. And it was actually, it was okay. The, the main, the, the podium guys, the three main guys, put down their run on the first run, smashed it, but nobody else could really mount a challenge. And it was windy and it was gusty. So it was a bit anticlimactic. That is the first time, you know, talking about any of the events that you've been commentating on where you have genuinely sounded underwhelmed. You, that is the first time. I mean, how were you in the commentary when it was going on? Were you both quite sort of like, do you know what? If you're watching this, this it's is really not hard when you. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's really hard when you're watching it to to try and you've got to keep the energy up. You've got to keep the positivity there, but at the same time, you know you're being robbed of fireworks. You know you're being robbed of the big show. So mm. it, it, it's difficult and it's tough. Um, I think we did okay. I thought we bought the energy, and it and they were going like absolute hell for leather. Gus Kenworthy, representing Team G, took. One of the biggest slams we've ever seen, and he muscled it off. He got up, and I mean, basically, he won the 2022 Chuck Norris Award for toughest 
winter sports athlete because he basically should have been leaving in a body bag, but he somehow managed to clip his skis on and ski out of it. It was the most horrific slam, five metres to the deck and just bang, like... Me and you, our backs would have snapped, our pelvis is shattered. We wouldn't be giving childbirth after that, let me tell you. But it was all right, but, you know, he didn't do as well as he would have liked. He, he did get his third run down, but it was by no means vintage Gus Kenworthy. Um, Nico Porteous did unveil the back-to-back 16-20s, two huge tricks, a, a winning run on any day, and he did go on to win the gold for New Zealand with it, but wasn't massive, wasn't the biggest we've seen. David Wise, though, he was the surprise because he's kind of the Sean White of men's freestyle skiing. And he, at 31, defied all logic, defied all odds and mixed it with the kids and brought home the silver medal. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, Could have been better, but overall B+. That's a good good, good rating. We should have done those ratings. Thank you. Nice B+. So what's to come then in the next 24 hours? Well... Well, right now, right now, um, the men's curling gold medal, the final, is going on. Sweden versus Great Britain. It is currently, if these scores are accurate, 3-2 to Sweden on the uh, the seventh end they're on now. So this will be interesting. It's a slugfest. Are you watching it? It, it, The the last, I have got it on right now, and I'm looking across at it, and it's basically a they're just trading blows. It's like bang, bang, stone, rock, gone, dash, bash, boosh. Um, the last four ends, I think, have all ended nil-nil. So um, they're cancelling each other out beautifully. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. Sweden have just have the edge. Do you know I saw the most amazing shot? And in fact, actually, it's well worth, if you haven't watched it, go back just to watch. I think it's the second end or the third end. The Swedish guy, Odin or Idin, does this shot where he... He hits one to hit another to hit another to split two. It was like a one in ten billion chance of doing it. And he's just... It's absolutely amazing. I mean, that's why he's in... That's why he's in the... um, The curling final at the Olympic Games, you know. That's that's, that's why he's That is true. It's also worth saying that uh, Eve Muirhead's team, they have also reached the finals. So that's another guaranteed medal for Team GB, which is fantastic. The women's gold medal final kicks off at... Five past one tomorrow morning. Uh, they're taking on Japan in that. And I have seen Japan, uh, not in real life, but I have sort of, you know, the J- Japanese women's team playing. They're very, very good, Timothy. They are very are good. Are they? So it would be worth... Uh, the other thing, the other thing, and I suppose it's the same with uh, Team GB and the Swedes as well. And I often think about this, but any sort of like team sport competitive on the international level is, they've got the, there's the language barrier there, right? They cannot tell, they cannot understand what the Japanese or the Swedes' tactic will be, you know? Because when the Americans were playing no, GB, no, no, no. they were very open. They were like, hey, exactly. man, we're going to take the rock here and, and you know, and you kind of know what's going to happen. But, you, you know, if you don't understand the language, you're not going to stand a chance. And well, also it's worth noting that, that the Swedes perfectly understand what Team GB is saying. <laughs> because as we all know in life, people that speak... Three languages are trilinguists, people that speak two languages are bilinguists, and people that speak one language are British. Yes. Um, we absolutely are, are giving away all of our tactics, but able to garner none. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's someone watching, translating and feeding back. Do you really think that the, the, the Team GB budget extends to affording a translator to 
to translate what, one the curling. Million percent. Come one million percent. Danny, These curling I mean, teams have had millions of quid. Millions. <laughs> hey, they're going to win a silver if, medal. They're going to win a silver medal at the worst. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Uh, also, in the next 24 hours, you've got to look forward to the bobsleigh. Um, that's uh, Team GB and the bobsleigh. Um, so look forward to that. And I, I am I am conscious that we have people listening internationally, and I should mention all of the events. But yeah, there's just, you know, there's just too many. It's basically the bobsleigh. The bobsleigh is what you've got to be looking out for in the next 24 hours. That's really the only event that's going to be happening. And then they're going to wrap it all up and blow out the candle or whatever, however it works. And then, and then that's it. Everyone <laughs> sods off home. And, ah, they do. Then, they blow then, off the massive, Beijing, blow out the massive candle. And then Beijing look at their, their accounts and realise that actually they've spent billions of pounds on the Winter Olympics and, and ultimately they're not going to get any money back from it. So that's kind of what happens with the Olympic Games, doesn't it? Um, should we, um, <laughs> should we, should we do a jingle? I think so. It's Timmy's predictions. It's Timmy's predictions. Timmy's Timmy's predictions. Rolling the R on um, Very good voice. Two silvers. Job done. Job done. Let's not fluff over it. No. Hang on a minute. Your prediction yesterday was that the men would take gold. <laughs> and they're playing now. And so we can't verify that yet because the game's not finished. They're only halfway through. But now you're saying it's two silvers for the men and the women. Now, are you really... Are you going to get... Tim, yeah. I thought you'd go out on a bang. Um, well, yes. Uh, two golds. I've changed my mind. <laughs> two golds. Uh, yeah okay I mean, why do you why do you put me under so much pressure I thought we were doing this just for fun I didn't know I was going to be flipping Mystic Meg of the UK in nine minutes time you have to leave and Hazel Irvine will put you under pressure Tim I tell you that I tell you that I'm actually really really crapping it I'm really crapping it good because she's going to put you under pressure like never before she is gonna. She's gonna have her black coffee because that's something we identify from behind the scenes that she has a black coffee. She's gonna have two of them, and then she's gonna know that Warwood turns up with his shirt on, right, looking all fancy pants, and she's gonna go right. I'm gonna take this kid down. I'm gonna take this kid down. So you think I put you under pressure? Hazel Irvine puts you under pressure, right? I'm. I'm, I'm actually really nervous about going because. Ed has done um, all of the nine o'clock onwards. I have to go on all the early ones because that's with Jeanette or AO and you can basically just turn up and go, hey, dude, cool. Wow, how rad was that? That was sick. Uh." But you're absolutely right. It gets to Hazel and it turns into the thinking man's (laughs) show, which is why they've get Ed on historically. But Ed has had to get his flight. So now all of a sudden I have to go. Hence why I've showered. Hence why I'm wearing a shirt. And hence why I'm sweating and heading in two hours early to do all of the research. Because I don't want to be sitting next to Hazel, uncomfortably twisting my sweaty hands, trying to ha- answer her probing questions. Actually, what time are you on? Well, I've got to be in makeup for 8.45. But um, I'll, be on screen. I'll be on set from 9.15. But I'm not going to be on until after the curling. They're not going to, cut- They're not going to come out of the curling live to go to me, for Tim, for Tim fat Ed from Birmingham, in the Quick. chair. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold the phone, Tim Woolwood's here. Can you ask him to stop the curling for a minute? Tim Woolwood's here. We're just gonna, we're just gonna. Hey guys, <laughs> it's Tim Woolwood. <laughs> Dudes. Uh, welcome. Did you see the skiing earlier? Weren't it dead good? Yeah, loved it. Sick. Gus Ken were they? You're gonna be fine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's, it's gonna be like. It, do you know what it's gonna be like being in front of your mother-in-law? I'm gonna walk in. I'm gonna be like. Hi, I'm going to be like, hello, Hazel. Thank you so much for having me on. Do you know what? I'm joking. I've met Hazel. She's absolutely bloody lovely. She's really nice. She's, she's really so nice. Nervous, She'll go Hazel. easy on me. I don't actually know the answer to that one, Hazel. I'm really sorry. Can I go, please? You'll be fine, Tim. Right, medal standings. Norway, top in the pack. Uh, as we've established, they live on skis. They shop on skis. They... Go to school on skis. Make they love on, on skis. skis. Which is why they have... They make love on skis. Yeah, I'd like to try that. That sounds quite fun. Uh, 15 golds. They've got 34 medals in total. Germany in second place. United States in third. China in fourth. Netherlands in fifth. And Team GB will be... Mm, probably... I'm just, just, just clicking show more. <laughs> like multiple times we will if we do get two golds we will um i think we'll jump up ahead of finland so we'll be 17th in the table because they do it on golds don't they that's kind of the kind of the deal yeah um finland have a total of six medals but they've only got one gold so we'll jump up just below new zealand i think so that would be quite good if we got two golds if we don't get two golds then um well you know it doesn't matter does it doesn't matter if people want to get in touch uh, with us, what do they do, Tim? Uh, you know what to do. You hit us up on the socials. We are at the Apre Pod. Uh, we do have a back catalogue, actually, from last season. We've got some special guests on, but they are timeless, really. Um, it's not always about the current situ going on in the snow sports world. Uh, so do delve back through our back catalogue, but also do get in touch. Any questions, any comments, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Hope you've enjoyed these Olympic specials. Yeah, to- Tim totally undersold that. Actually, I mean, we've got Jamie Nichols, we've got Ed Lee, we've got uh, we've got Vic Hope for goodness' sake. I mean, she's a Radio One DJ now. You know, we got her before she was famous. Prime. Uh, we, we have did Katie get her before Onward. she was cool. You know, we have um, Phil Young. You know, they're all great episodes. Go and have a listen. Uh, make sure you do that. Um, you can get us. Have you mentioned the? Did you mention the email address? No, it is theapparepod at gmail it is, and uh, you can also, if you like, if you would like to support the podcast, you can get us Kofi at Kofi. This is ko com forward slash the Apre Pod. If you would like to support the podcast, you can you can donate as little or as much as you like, or nothing at all. It's totally up to you. Yeah, you can support the podcast very simply by buying us a coffee, or you can simply share the podcast as well. That's another way of supporting us, and we really appreciate every single share, review, and five star clicky buttony we will see you tomorrow for the final episode in our daily olympic specials yay the golden episode we can call it the final golden what are they going to call it in the news silver sunday or golden sunday what will it be silver sunday sounds better so i think they should go for second place (laughs) (laughs) and then when they do get the silver they can say we actually meant that we meant to get two silvers (laughs) so jokes on you Right, I'll see you tomorrow, Tim. 
Have See fun you tomorrow. With your dog and Bye. Don't fuck it up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>